Hey guys, Osam here. Just very quickly before we start, Guillaume and I have partnered up with Automation Boutique to write a brand new ebook for you guys called Going Beyond the Buzzwords. It's an amazing ebook that goes through all the things about automation, data, and processing that just simplifies the topics just in the way that we do all the time in Corporate Treasury 101. To pick up your copy, just go into the show notes and click on the link or go to the website and find the partners page where we have a link to the ebook there as well with Automation Boutique. And then here's the episode. Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This is the third and final part of our interview with Alex Aksentiev, where we discuss about the hedge flows approach to modern treasury challenges. In this episode, expect to learn what services and solutions does Hedgeflow provide? How does Hedgeflow differentiate its offering in the competitive market? In what ways does Hedgeflow address the involving needs of modern treasuries? And much more. We hope you enjoy this episode. And if that's the case, when you're thinking about how you found our podcast, chances are it was through word of mouth, social media, or recommendation from your favorite podcast platform. And our request to you remains only one please do help the show and go subscribe to our YouTube channel at Corporate Treasury 101. And it would mean the world to us and help other people learn about treasury. One more note, we listen to you. We'd put up a poll on our LinkedIn and we asked people, what do you guys like about Corporate Treasury 101? Do you like our long episodes or the shorter ones where we break down an episode into three smaller segments? That's how we get four episodes out a week. And you guys say you guys really listen to the long one and our download stats kind of show that too. So as of the week of February 12th, we will be only publishing one long episode. We won't be doing the shorter ones anymore and you guys can enjoy that and feel free to cut it up. And if you hate that decision, just let us know on LinkedIn. And with that, here's Alex. ROI. ROI is king. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Um, so, Alex, thank you so much for taking us through that. I think we got a much better case of the landscape overall. Now, you've touched on it already a little bit. I think we have a bit of an idea, but I'd like to give us the, the, the clean pitch. So, what does hedge flows do? And, yeah, what are you guys all about? Yeah, sure. So, again, so we started hedge flows like almost four years ago now, after like Michael Fowler and I had like two years in, in, in banking and financial markets, as I mentioned, like we were, you know, essentially helping, well, we're, we were on the trading desks, but as we became senior, kind of anyone senior becomes a salesperson. So we would actually have to go and speak to a lot of multinational corporations and, and present on different kind of workshops and conferences. And my topic was risk management, similar for my kind of co-founder, whether it's multinational corporates or institutional investors, we kind of predominantly focused on how to not lose money on, um, on, on currencies or interest rates. And original kind of idea behind hedge flows, as I mentioned earlier, was like, how do we actually make it easier for smaller businesses to do that, like IE risk management. So, and, and it is still kind of one of the probably biggest USPs of what we deliver. So we kind of give people the confidence. I like how one of our clients described, like we gave them the confidence to do the right thing. So they, they knew theoretically they needed to do something. They actually used some FX brokers who kind of like promised them to how to implement hedging, but kind of like, again, like a, because of this kind of dynamic where kind of the, the, in this case, the brokers didn't know enough about the clients, like it didn't work. 
our solution and again sort of like be the like initial hand holding like when we kind of onboard the clients actually help them to put their processes that they own and and know and understand and can change at any point in time right for their business so like the risk management is ultimately our specialty but as i said like ultimately around that we've built the whole suite of solutions which make everything international a lot simpler and safer right you know when you send money overseas first of all like the uh, the amount of kind of manual errors which come with international payments is huge and you know trying to recall international payments is extremely painful and costly and lengthy process the international fraud is kind of growing pandemic as well unfortunately like you know like we we have the authorized push payment fraud in in every country like when it comes to domestic payments but at least banks can do something about it they're trying to sort of like whether it's confirmation of payee like and solve that issue when it comes to international there is nothing to to help that we're trying to build tools which kind of help businesses to avoid kind of like you know and, and lo- like reduce the risk of fraud so as, as part of the payments saving them a lot of time on kind of on their payment runs like reconciling back to their accounting systems removing all the things which kind of people really hate doing so the interesting fact which we found was like when we first started we actually were asking what we call like a magic wand question is like essentially all our prospective clients would ask them how would you like to change your international how you run your international finances if you could do anything if you had a magic wand and usually would get an answer which would be something like oh i definitely like doing business internationally it's great it's like we're growing faster but Ideally, I would like for everyone to trade with me in pound sterling if it's a UK company or euros if it's a European company, etc. So everyone wants to trade in their own currency, right? Which is obviously not going to happen. And as we kind of tried to dive deeper on like why it happens, it was actually quite interesting. And this is again where kind of like we were asking questions about the risks and people was giving us like a list of their pain points over the time. It's like, again, I talked about the fraud. I talked about reconciling the right numbers to, to their accounting system, planning cash flows in multiple currencies in presence of currency volatility. How do you set up your budget rates and, and how do you plan your cash flows to reduce what typically corporate, large corporate would know, like, you know, manage your kind of like, you know, a financial kind of statement of volatility from one, one period to the next. Large, large corporates, you'd know, obviously it's a hedge flow hedging program. So all of these things essentially something that people kind of actually get anxiety when they talk about it and it's natural it's kind of it's sort of like foreign in the name so like foreign means kind of like i know less about it and like we kind of like essentially use the technology to do that to to let people automate a lot of it right sort of crunching the numbers automating processes reconciling back automatically to their systems giving them alerts producing the reports so that they actually don't have they don't have to do it themselves so i would say kind of typically clients come to us either because like they they kind of grew to the size where they want to start managing the risks or someone on the board is starting to ask questions about why they have financial kind of volatility they didn't want to see otherwise so they want to do it better or smaller businesses would also start by saying okay actually i have all these payments it takes me like kind of five days a month just to process, you know, like a dozen payments per week, you know, sort of like to international banks and then sort of like reconcile it back to my, my system. So like, like removing all this kind of, kind of, um, you know, 
otherwise kind of like redundant processes is kind of what hedge loss does, but also like we essentially help kind of like, you know, a lot of small businesses learn about the best practices that they kind of bigger peers have. Hmm. And so what's the, um, how do you link that with all the different topics we touched about before? So you said before that you're really a specialist, you're a best in class solution for your FX risk management, right? Um, all the topics we talked about, can you relate like hedge flows back to those? Like how would you fit those together? Yeah. So I think, I think like the ability to show the value very quickly, like, um, you know, as we talked about, like, uh, SMEs are ultimately like time poor and they want to try something fairly fast. This is probably was like one of the cornerstones, how we build our solutions. The focus on almost like giving them the tools and almost teaching them how to use it in a technological way. So they actually can start doing it. Like we talked about like zero example. So we're kind of like pretty much doing the same thing. We're trying to empower them to do as much as possible. We're still there. So like, we kind of, you know, going sort of like we have uh, a team which can get on a call and help kind of our clients with, with the issues they don't know what to do. So it's almost like, like, you know, what banks would do otherwise with, with their kind of larger corporate clients. But the only difference, like we actually then can get the same you, our clients get and see actually what their risks are. And we're no longer talking a theoretical, what I should do it. We're actually giving them advice about their business, not a generic advice, how to build a balance sheet hedging program or how to set up your kind of approval process, right? So like, uh, the ability is sort of like very, like, because the data is already connected, gives us sort of a lot more insights and ultimately helps sort of kind of guides our clients, like, you know, to do like the right thing and establish the right processes. And, you know, we're working towards, you know, partnerships with banks and other providers as well. So like we talked about the connectivity. So uh, from my experience, you know, like there is a reason why banks have been slow in, in rolling out some of these features. We're talking about difficulty of ser servicing SME markets, uh, but also it's, you know, again, like if you're a large bank, you're sitting on legacy systems, everyone knows about it, but we probably got to a point where kind of banks and like sort of like starting to engage more with uh, fintechs. And that's where we're trying to play in is ultimately connecting banks with their SME clientele and helping both sides ultimately to extract more value from kind of essentially rolling out the solutions that they bigger kind of clients already have. So, um, and again, I think from what I saw, like, you know, again, another typical example, I talked about 4% of SME exporters hedging, you know, uh, when we look at our own population, we got this number to 70%. So we actually, we showed already that actually, if you give the right and easy tools and you actually use the data that our clients kind of have and essentially just crunch and show them the numbers, they come to the same right conclusion, but because they haven't been sold, right, they're actually a lot more willing to start doing the right thing themselves. And idea ultimately is ultimately, you know, partnering with the banks, like there is a huge kind of, you know, opportunity with like, you know, hundreds of thousands of SMEs just in the UK to kind of start better managing the risks, planning their kind of future cash flows and grow more internationally. Mm. So my only question uh, overall, I think it's amazing what you guys are doing. I especially love the just the overall idea of bringing those tools that are available to the the bigger players down to the smaller ones, right? And that, that they're there because they're useful. So it's just about 
an access issue, right? And that's where technology is playing a big role. And um, another reason why they're not there though is because the smaller, the SMEs, the volume of their transactions is just much lower. Uh, and therefore the spread that you have on each on each deal is, is just much smaller overall, right? So how do you tackle that? Is it just a matter of, is it more expensive as an SME versus a bigger player just because you're dealing with lower volume? It might still just be half a percent or, or whatever, but it still has to be a little bit more just because the margins are slimmer or can you really achieve the same cost structure? I, and again, this is where technology comes to play and the answer is yes, you can achieve a lot lower cost structure. So if you think about it, that's what Wise and Revolut did for retail, right? So like, uh, you know, it, it's, and I have been saying this for, for years, more than a decade now, like that actually if someone does the same for SMEs, kind of like it, it, it can be even bigger, like ultimately, the difference, I guess, to when it came to retail with with effects, it's like okay, you just lower, you offer offer like lower spreads, and you give them good if, uh, kind of UX and and ease of use, and sort of like it, it spiraled, and eventually it took a long time, but it works, and it, they kind of they have proven like the fact that actually HSBC now uses a fintech technology to roll out a competitor, um, you know, to Wise and Revolut, like, you know, hasn't been gone un unnoticed for me. Like, they're not using the old legacy systems. They had to do it using the fintech solution behind. So I think the same kind of, like, will be playing out with kind of at least the uh, SME, but I, I probably suspect with the corporate banking in general, right? The challenge for banks is their, like, legacy stack, right? And possibly kind of obviously, like, uh, the, the human inertia. But... Again, what we're doing is, you know, if you think about it, it's like instead of trying to call the client every day just to try to learn about them and and get the business and give them the right advice in the right time when actually they, there is a need for advice, which is obviously not a sustainable model with small businesses. That's why it doesn't really work. We're essentially giving the technology solution, which doesn't cost much to on a marginal kind of item to, for them to start using it. And frankly... And again, that's where possibly the, the big difference versus sort of like larger TMS systems, you know, because it doesn't cost that much to integrate and licenses is not expensive. You can start using it early on, you know, very, very, you know, very quickly sort of like we combine actually in our case, we, we have a hybrid business model. So we actually charge transactional revenues for flows that clients decide to kind of process through us. So for example, you can use us as a just software solution and like look at the risks, but you can also use us as essentially kind of a payments service provider and FX broker equivalent for, for managing and transactional stuff. But a hybrid revenue model will give you the right sort of value spread between what clients extract and like ultimately to what we get paid for delivering better technology and a, and a better service to that users. Amazing. Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Or if not, where can people go to find you? I think that's pretty much it. Like if, if again, sort of we are always, the only thing I would add is like, if there are like, you know, like listeners out there who have a sort of like a, a risk management needs and kind of the idea of uh, looking at how it can be done better resonated, like uh, please do free to reach out. We, we do we do offer a free sort of consultation in terms of like, okay, this is how we could do better. But that was out kind of any commitment. We have a number of guides on our kind of website in terms of like, you know, how to do hedge, hedge, hedge uh, sorry, 
cash flow hedging or balance sheet hedging and so on and so forth. So all of this stuff is like uh, like readily available for kind of like for anyone to to read about. And where to find kind of like a me or us, like you know, myself on LinkedIn, like Alex Accentiev, and our website is hedgeflows.com. Yeah, please do reach out and uh, we're looking forward to kind of hearing from everyone uh, and uh, speaking again hopefully soon. Amazing. Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show. 